1: Today we've got a great story of revenge that even after 30 years is still great. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, self-checkout mystery. Every time I go grocery shopping with my dad, he never helps me out. He always insists we go to self-checkout even with a cartload and I bag it all. Every single time, he loudly announces he's paying to workers. So I have to do all the scanning and bagging. After this, he then proceeds to sit or lay in the most inconvenient place and play Candy Crush on his phone. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad doing this, but he always announces it in a humiliating way, and I always get embarrassed. This always makes me feel crappy, but I've found a way to combat that feeling. I place an expensive item in that he wouldn't approve of, such as makeup or over-the-top skincare. Getting away with this for years is the only thing that keeps me shopping with him sometimes he sees the total and asks how it's so high so i just act dumb and he's too lazy to check today the card was 185 dollars for half a cart and definitely made me feel better after getting humiliated i can't talk to him so this is how i get back at him honestly it's incredible that regardless of the whole situation this guy has to know what they're purchasing is not 185 dollars worth and yet just cannot take the time to fathom what went wrong also hi I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, Ex-boyfriend is probably changing my streaming avatars to fat characters to be petty, so I logged him out. I let the ex-boyfriend stay on my subscriptions because he was broke and our breakup was amicable. I met my husband later and he couldn't care less. It's my money, I'm already paying for it. He has his own profiles and I don't talk to the ex ever, he's blocked. He's just a profile on the apps. Recently, after being broken up for over two years, he's been asking about Blu-rays he left in my TV cabinet. I looked and didn't find them. I don't have them. He's convinced I do, and was texting me from different numbers for them. I keep blocking him. Like, you legally had six months after moving out to come look for them. It's too late even if I did have them. Why the freak are you asking me now? I'm assuming one of the many tragic trash women he moved in after our breakup with took them and he's not smart enough to realize that so he's asking me. I don't know. That's why I'm not with him anymore. He's not too clever. So suddenly my avatars on the different streaming subscriptions are changed to things like Miss Piggy, Ursula, Jabba the Hut, stuff like that. Great characters but obviously a jab at me. Yeah, I'm a big girl. Almost as big as him. For freak's sake, it's so petty ungrateful idiot I can't prove it was him but my husband and I are convinced it is there's only one way to find out process of elimination so I finally changed my passwords to everything and forced the log out on all devices we'll see what happens I had no beef with him I don't even think about him but I remember how childish and vindictive he was don't freak with me pseudo update he's blocked on everything so I doubt I'll hear from him fortunately I moved a few towns away when I got married and he doesn't know where I am. He lives in the same town as my mom, so if he got P.E., she'd set him straight. An entitled jerk. My therapist has already told me I give some people pity that they haven't earned, and this is enough for me to stop. I was the same way with my ex-husband, but not anymore. The courage takes a while to catch up with me. I'm tired of being nice to people just so they don't hurt me. To be honest, I'm afraid of his vindictive revenge like calling my work or something to get me in trouble. My husband thinks I'm overthinking and he's probably right. My anxiety gets the best of me. Hopefully he barely notices, thinks it's a glitch and can't contact me for the password and just gets his own accounts. So I won't have much to update unless he does something stupid. Sorry for the anticlimactic journey, but rest assured dear friends, I will let you know. I would just assume that in this situation, would think it would be the end of a freebie the worst he could do would be trying to reach out to say hey did you change the password but obviously they can't if they're blocked and i really don't think anybody's gonna go through the effort of trying to like track down friends of friends or relatives i think it's a safe bet that they're just gonna finally let that go our next story is be nice to your barista i used to work in a corporate coffee shop not starbucks but something similar I quite enjoyed my co-workers, and we had lots of regulars from the surrounding neighborhood that were generally very kind and friendly, with one major exception. We'll call him Ted. On my first encounter with Ted, I was working the cash register when he came up to order. First, he was a total jerk about me not knowing his drink, even though it was my first day. I was sweet and polite and apologized. Confrontation makes me very uncomfortable, and I have an instinct to make myself very small in order to avoid it. Then, as he was walking away, I heard him say, just loud enough for me to hear, but not my coworkers. Freaking D word. I heard it clear as day. Later, I told my coworkers what had happened. We were all pretty shocked. I live in an extremely liberal and queer friendly city. They all said Ted was a generally a little surly with them, but nothing like that had happened to any of them. From that day on, he was always super rude to me, but at least treated my coworkers like human beings. He even asked to be rung up by someone else right in front of me one day what ted didn't know was that my co-workers had my back we all continued to be fake nice knew his name and drink order jumped through the corporate required hoops but all ted ever got from us from that day forward was decaf freak you ted i hope your day sucks oops sorry guess you're not going to be having that buzz i do wonder though like in this situation Did Ted have some placebo effects going on here? I'll tell you one thing, giving this man decaf is not going to help their cheery demeanor. Our next story is, rude woman gets no dentures. Back when I was 17, I worked at a dental surgery as a receptionist. The first patient of the day was unnecessarily rude to me. She complained to me that the dentist hadn't called her in yet and demanded to know why. I called the dentist, but he didn't pick up the phone. So I told the woman that she would be called in shortly and to please be patient and understanding. She was the first patient of the day. She commented that because I was so young, I probably didn't check her in as waiting properly and that I'm useless at my job, but I stayed professional and reiterated that she would be called in shortly. It might not be relevant, but this woman was approximately 50 or 60 years old, her dentist called her into his room 30 seconds later and then left her in the chair and came to me and asked if I could be his temporary dental nurse as his usual one had not turned up to work. This was why the lady had to wait for so long, 5 minutes. It was nothing to do with me not putting down on the computer that she had arrived. I walked into the room and the lady's face fell when she saw that I was her dental nurse. She was previously smiley and happy with the dentist, no complaints to him about the wait time. I deliberately didn't suction her mouth properly during her scale and polish because she was so rude to me and it made her gag. She was then rude to the dentist and ripped out her impressions, a cast of your teeth, before they had set because they also made her gag. She told the dentist that he was useless at his job because of this. The dentist, who had been qualified for 15 years at the time, was annoyed and explained to her to not rip out the impressions before they had set because then they were unusable and tried to do the impressions again but the same thing happened. After this the dentist said that she would have to rebook her appointment since he was running late by over 25 minutes at this point and other patients had began to complain about the wait times. The dentist told me to book the lady another appointment at reception, since by this point, his actual dental nurse had turned up, so he would ask her to clean up and prepare the room for the next patient. When I reached the reception desk, the dentist called me and discreetly asked me to not book her next appointment with him, but to book her in with the owner's daughter instead, since she had the authority to refuse service to rude patients. I smiled politely and asked the lady when she would like her next appointment for But she just told me to freak off and stormed out without rebooking. Her husband, who had been seated in the waiting room this whole time, apologized to me for his wife's behavior before he left. Once the owner found out and asked me and the dentist what had happened, a note was put on her file and she was denied any further appointments because of her rudeness when she tried to call up and rebook. She would have been called and notified, but she had given us an incorrect number that was no longer in use see now this makes me wonder every time i've gone to the dentist and the assistant that has to operate that suction thing every once in a while it seems like they do an absolutely terrible job does that mean i was being a bad patient or that they hated me for some odd reason or were they just bad at their job this next story is watched a work truck almost run a family minivan off the road chased down and reported i was coming home from work one day in my crap box I was on a sparsely used rural two-lane highway, about six car lengths behind an F-350 weight class flatbed truck. The truck slowly starts to drift into the other lane. Meep, meep, an oncoming little blue minivan has to go under the shoulder to avoid a head-on collision, and they overcompensate when getting back onto the road and almost hit me, who then had to make the same maneuver and almost go into the ditch to avoid a head-on collision. I see red. The truck keeps going like nothing happened. I follow the truck a few miles until it pulls up to a driveway. I snap a picture of the license plate and company name, the driver absolutely glaring at me. I called the real estate agent's number that was on the side of the truck and informed a lady that one of her drivers was driving erratically, possibly drunk. When I suggested her driver was under the influence, she suggested in a very rude tone that he was probably just messing with his GPS or texting someone. That wouldn't make that family any less dead, would it? You know what? I figured we could talk about this like adults. But if you want to take that attitude with me, we can involve the cops. And then I hung up on her and promptly reported the whole thing to the sheriffs. I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but I never saw that work truck in that neighborhood again. It certainly would help if you had like a dash cam footage. I mean, at worst, they're gonna what? Get like a warning or something? I mean, I just doubt without much tangible proof, that the cops are gonna even be motivated to do much. Our next story is, talk to me like I'm 20 IQ, so I be 20 IQ. Hey people, I'd like to share a quick story from my first year working as a nurse. I just started in a new department, and there was one of the neurosurgery doctors who was just full of himself. Typical surgeon god complex, he always talks down on me and basically interacted with me like I had an IQ of 20. Let night shift roll around, and he was my on call doctor. Normally, we're able to handle most situations by ourselves. We only call if they need to come in for an emergency procedure or if there are serious complications with one of the post OR patients. But I was 20 IQ, right? So I called for everything. A patient was having pain, but as usually, painkillers weren't stated as optional medication. In my country, a doctor has to prescribe every med that a patient gets either with set times or as optional medication in case of pain, for example. But in reality, we handle most regular stuff by ourselves. I called. The blood pressure was slightly out of the agreed limit. Happens all the time, no big deal at all. I called. I scheduled the calls in a 90-minute rhythm, so I was sure he gets zero sleep. I got pretty creative with my reasons to call. Only once I needed my, oh, sorry, wrong number excuse. The day I returned to my next day shift... He was able to speak to me like a normal person his next turn on call when without any calls maybe he was scared of op and all those calls really let them warm up to op and understand who op is doesn't it suck that you have to treat some people badly before they recognize hey this person is human i should treat them as such this next story is some women stole from me at a bar and i made sure they would never be let in again So, this happened about two years ago at this point, but it still brings me joy. I used to be an assistant manager at a club slash bar, and we were constantly understaffed to the point I was working four to six different jobs a night. One day I was working in the front door greeting guests, checking IDs, collecting the entrance fee, etc. Now, on the whole, guests weren't terrible, but sometimes you can tell when someone will be most likely trouble when they came inside. And I'm not the type of girl to feel bad for turning you away if you act disrespectful. But this one night I was at the door until it was my time to close. Last call is 1.30, doors close at 1.45. As an assistant manager, one of my duties was to close out registers and make sure the servers at bars were even. This means after the front doors are closed, I have to leave to go to other areas and work. We try and block off the front entrance and have all the guests exit through a side door close to the front. Now here is where the crap starts. I had a tip jar at the front door that I leave alone until I'm done with my closing duties. Not the best idea, I'm aware, but I was always under an extreme amount of stress and didn't want to take extra time to unlock the box and take the money out and move it to the office. So I go about all the closing duties and I finally go to collect my tips and my jacket, only to find the tip jar is gone. I was ticked. It wasn't an insane amount of money, but at least $80. So I went through the cameras and found the three women who tried to take the money out of the top, realized they couldn't, and just took the whole unit. I'm not sure if you're all familiar, but there's a system called Patron Scan that bars and clubs use to scan IDs to verify age and. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast.
0: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well, less awesome.
1: make sure it's not fake and so on, but you're also able to make notes or place bans in disruptive or violent patrons. Internal bans are for your location only, and public bans are worldwide, with any other club or bar that uses this same system. So once I knew who the three women were, I went digging through the guests from that day, well over 200, to find them. And when I did, I placed a lifetime ban at them on our location, the only club in 50 miles, as well as a lifetime public ban with the note theft stole tip jar from front door now I know it's not much but I do know every other bar in the city and clubs and bars within 200 miles in our state use patron scan let alone any other locations worldwide I just really hope I ruin these women's night somewhere they were also super rude at the door and were refusing to pay the $20 entrance fee on a Saturday my question is Obviously banning them is the right thing, but if you have their IDs and you have this footage, is it not worth it reporting it to the police? Or is $80 just not enough for the police to show up and do anything, I don't know. Our next story is the tainted drink. Years ago when I was in the 7th grade, maybe 1996, I had a 1 hour school bus ride each way. I would bring a drink, soda, water, etc. to enjoy on the ride home. Well, my drink started disappearing from my backpack under the seat before I could get to it. I figured out that the cool girls in the seat a few rows back had been having guys in the seats behind me steal the drink and pass it back to them. One day I'd had enough. I took a plastic bottle of raspberry flavored water and was able to get the cap off without breaking the seal i emptied it and refilled it with a mixture of salt water pool water and toilet water and a dash of red food coloring next day on the ride home sure enough the drink goes missing a few minutes later i hear a lot of spitting and gagging i turn around and the one girl is near throwing up never had my drink stolen again honestly even after that grotesque experience I'm surprised that they wouldn't just gamble if you ever brought like a soda can again. Now if you did nothing but bottles from that day forward, I definitely understand they wouldn't want to go near it. In fact, they were probably horrified considering what they might have drunk in the past. Our next story is, I, 22 year old female, found out he lied about his 25 year old male entire life and did what I thought was best. I feel guilty. I don't know where to start. I met this one guy one day on Instagram when I was bored. We talked and he was from my same origins, specific place. From that on, we talked more and he asked for my number and he used to call me. We stayed like this for around two years, chatting and flirting, FaceTime and calls from time to time. He was weird. Sometimes he was all over me and then he disappeared. But it was alright because I wasn't searching for anything serious. I didn't know him IRL. One summer, he disappeared and then came back telling me his mother died and he was having a very hard time, and we got contact again. I, of course, stalked him. But he was a typical dude that never posted, sometimes. He followed girls and meme pages and even models, but I didn't care because I didn't know him IRL. So, all of a sudden, I have the opportunity to study abroad at the best uni. I live in the very countryside, so, of course, my parents were extremely happy because they wanted me to study there since I was a child guess who lives there that guy i told him and he was happy but he told me that he was extremely busy with work in uni so he wasn't gonna be super available i said okay since i was also doing my own stuff i go when we meet the exact same day he bought me a metro card with a bunch of trajectories we went eating he paid for everything and we had a fantastic night nothing happened we just hold hands So days started to go by and he was weird but I didn't pay too much attention because I was busy with my new apartment in school. We saw each other throughout that year randomly. We hooked out, cooked together, sleep, dinner, Ikea. But we fought a lot because he was weirdly busy and had weird schedules. One day he wanted me and the next week he disappeared. Once I had a job and I was doing good in school and I got used to the city, I started to confront him. But he was always blaming his family. He had a bad sister, he didn't talk to his family, and how he was alone and no one to help him and how he had to move houses because his sister had called the police on him. One day we meet for dinner to talk about us and we encountered his BFF. He was weird and he was asking him if he was sure about this. Minutes after, his BFF girlfriend comes out too. She sees me for the first time ever. She hugged me and said hello, another girl's name. I was gonna correct her when the guy intervened and corrected her, and then changed subjects. When they left, I confronted him and after saying she was just a friend, he confessed that she was his ex, and they were still friends. He talked about her once three years ago when we called. He told me she broke his heart and that it was very complicated. I went home and reflected about that and knew something was wrong. When I go to Instagram to search her, he blocked me. That was the moment I knew something was not okay, so I decided to step back and never talk to him again. He was still texting and trying to talk, so I invited him home because I wanted to get more info. We had a good time and he ended up by staying the night. I got his mom's name and a bunch of info from him playing dumb. He went home and I started stalking. I found that his mom died seven years ago. He lied about that, so I knew he lied about everything else. I also searched for the girl's name and they went together on a trip and he even followed all of her family on social media. She was the most normal girl with a good career and normal. I decided to step back and mind my own business, but I was dying inside to contact her and make sure they weren't together. A month goes by and he was sending me memos and texts about how he wanted us to meet to talk things out and how he wanted to see me. I thought about it and accepted because I wanted to see his face when I tell him the truth. We never met because his schedule was tight and he was calling me and telling me to have patience. But I said no and told him that we were not going to meet. He then started to text very hurtful stuff and I just let it be because I was going to ruin him. I made a false account, contacted the woman. She told me they were together for four years and they lived together two years. I was crying. I told her that I saw him months ago with me and sent her my own Instagram to text me. She did and we talked on the phone. She was hurt and extremely good. She told me that she was the one paying the bills because he didn't work. She gave him a place to live. He also gaslighted her and manipulated her with his family stories. She was four years with him and she never met his family. She didn't even know what he studied because I quote, he didn't like to talk about that. He told us the same stuff, even did the same things. She talked with me the day after asking for evidence because he denied everything, and even his friends who saw me denied seeing me. She was gonna get crazy. She told me that she got him out the house that night. I sent her some screenshots I had, I deleted convos with him, and some proof I had, and told her that that was the only thing I had. I knew I was the bad guy, the villain, and we haven't talked from that day i sent him a couple of texts insulting him his reply was an emoji a day after he sent me congratulations are you happy now and i sent him a memo telling him that i basically was saved from him me and her i told a couple of things i had to and told him to leave me alone forever it's been weeks and he hasn't listened to it but he watches my stories we don't follow each other never trust someone who uses his trauma to victimize himself Believe your intuition. Always help other women. I feel guilty for reaching out to the girl. I swear those three years, I didn't know about her. I don't want to seem the villain, but I guess she thinks I am. I mean, if you lay it all out there, and you even provide proof, and you share that your intentions were never bad, you didn't know that you even were the villain here, it's completely on them at that point if they want to believe you or not. I would just say enjoy finally being off that carousel. If she wants to continue taking a few more cycles around, good luck to her. But you shouldn't stick around to watch it, unless, you know, you enjoy the drama. Our next story is, ex lies during divorce to have me jailed, and instead he's left with remorse. I was getting divorced in the early 90s. My ex was ticked that I was divorcing him. I owned the house prior to the marriage, so he moved out, but he broke back in and tore up all kinds of things. Tore up my jewelry, my clothes, he cut holes in all of them, etc. I couldn't prove it, but of course it was him. When we went to divorce court, he gave the judge a two-page list of things that he supposedly brought to the house with him prior to marriage that I refused to return. My attorney showed me the list and it was stuff that he never owned in the first place. He totally wanted me thrown in jail for contempt of court. My alternative ways to pay like $2,000, and I wasn't about to do that. I opted for jail, but my friends just kept telling me to pay it. I refused. Two days before I was to appear in court, a girlfriend of mine asked if she could see the list. Sure. She noted that things he said were there didn't give me much, if any, of a description. For example, he says there's a gun. He didn't say what kind of gun, he said there was a computer and he didn't say what kind of computer and so on. Her point was that if I went around and bought everything on the list it would probably cost me about 200 bucks and that was worth staying out of jail. I agreed knowing it would also be worth him being livid that his plan didn't work so I made a game of it. I went around to pawn shops and resale stores and I told whoever was in charge there that I was on a scavenger hunt and I briefly explained what was going on. They all loved the idea and helped me get through my list rather quickly. Here are some of the lovely examples of what was boxed up for him. Gun. An old rusty cap gun. Screwdriver set. Same. Old and rusty. Clothing. Goodwill horrid stuff. Bust slash statue. Made one myself from clay. Knives. Old and rusty. Camping gear. An old pan, matches, and a tiny tarp. And one of my favorites that I remember was, he said he had a Monopoly game. So I sent him a Goodwill find without any of the pieces, just the board. I wish I could remember everything that we got. It was so much fun. And when we got home, we had to videotape boxing them all up and going through the items one by one. My attorney told the judge that I'd found them in the attic, and I just hadn't seen it before so sorry the judge told my attorney to simply drop the box off at his attorney's office and that the divorce was final my only regret is not being able to see his face when he opened up that box of garbage and there was nothing he could say because he made the stuff up in the first place it's been 30 years and i still get joy thinking about it so is op saying that they made up all of these items on the list i mean if they could get away with that i would have just said like I had a duffel bag full of $5,000. You know, I had an extra large Folgers container just chock full of Sacagawea coins. I mean, what is camping gear? My manager tried to give me man advice about growing a bone when being sexually harassed. Now he's fired. I'd been going back and forth with my manager because I was trying to transfer out of his store and needed his approval for a transfer to happen. Part of why I needed to transfer was because of sexual harassment from a supervisor. I made the harassment report a few weeks prior and called him pleading the transfer be expedited. He gave me a lecture about how I need to grow up and mature. That as a young adult, I need to learn from this experience. Go and get freaked. The whole time I was trying so hard to be passive and sweet and nice. I'm not the type of person who likes fighting. I figure, kiss up until I'm out of that stupid location and I can move on. Not my job, not my problem once I can get out. The entire time I knew, I knew that he didn't file the report of the harassment, along with other proof of retaliation since the report, including the supervisor lying about me, trying to get me fired when I had the proof that he was lying. This is a fireable offense for him. But when he tried to give me life advice, as if he was my father, The condescending tone was my limit. The next day I met with the district manager and he got fired. Have fun with your stupid freaking life, with your abusive wife, your troubled kids, and whatever weird gay fling you had with your side, Richard. Maybe work on yourself before patronizing me while I'm getting sexually harassed. As an aside, I didn't out him. I just feel another level of pleasure knowing he can have a miserable freaking life for what he put me through. The supervisor didn't get fired, but i don't care that much i just needed to be far away from him all in all i'm just glad to be out of the situation that is so sick and twisted though that the person who refused to assist you in reporting the situation got canned but the person who actually did the harassment still kept their job the whole time somebody must have had some kind of connections right but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another crazy revenge story